Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Race for the Galaxy, designed by Thomas Lehman of A Roll for the Galaxy, Res Arcana, 1876 Race for the Midwest, and New Frontiers. The artist is Martin Hoffman of Dominion, Russian Railroads, Roll for the Galaxy, New Frontiers, Klaus, Klaus Stephen, or Stefan? Klaus Stefan. I bet Stefan. Of the same games. And Mirko Suzuki of uh, Roll for the Galaxy and Palm Island also have played that. That's a really good um, quiver game if you, you should check that out. It's published in 2007 by Rio Grande Games. The description is explore, settle, develop, trade, consume, or produce. Which do you need the most? Which of Earth's former colonies will be the most successful at settling the galaxy now that the jump drive exists? Who will discover the secrets of the mysteriously vanished alien overlords? Your goal to build the most prosperous and powerful space empire. The mechanics are follow, hand management, set collection, simultaneous action selection, turn order, roll order, variable phase order, and variable player powers. And the box art is a very video game-esque uh, space station over a planet and um, some spaceships flying around. Space. Very uh, star-filled space. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of like a 90s, uh, like the type of game that you would get like a demo for if you ever got like the PC Gamer magazine. You always got a CD full of demos. And then it also, what was that? Was it Freebooter? Was that one where you like had your own ship and you like bought stuff and like flew to other space stations and sold it? And it was like a big trading game. Uh, Freelancer. Freelancer. That's right. Yeah. That's what, yeah, definitely reminds me of that. Yeah. So uh, this is our uh, 2021 redemption episode. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to redemption do, from redemption. Redemption. Perfect. <laughs> and this is a redemption from a long time ago because we yeah. played this at our very first Gen Con that we went to in 2018, 17, 18, 17. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Gen Con 50, basically, mm-hmm. whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, if only we had devices that could look that up. And I, and I think we've brought it up before about when we talk about like a bad teach. This is one of the examples that we brought up was we did not enjoy this game because but we think it might be because of a bad teach. I think possibly our worst one ever. Yes. <laughs> I was, was explaining the other night that basically they um, gl- glossed over the rules and then they joined in playing and then beat us and then kind of were proud about beating us. Yeah. Without was, having yeah. really told us how to play the game. Yeah. So weird. And it was one of those ones I would yeah. remember just being super frustrated. Yeah. So that's why we picked it up because we're... I don't know if we're hoping, but we're trying to see if yes, uh, maybe we would enjoy it more with a better teach and having been separated by, what, four years now? Five years. Five years almost yeah. since the last time we played it, yep. which is actually kind of impressive that we still remember playing it five years ago purely because of how bad it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, I mean, we could do How Do We Think It's Played because uh, I don't know if BP remembers anything about it. I remember there were cards. There were cards. And, okay, um, okay, okay. We draw them and there's like different colors on them. And I remember like part of that was resources and what you could kind of specialize in with your resources. 
I guess that's the variable player powers. Yeah. Like I remember, I forget if I was military, I think. And it was like, it wasn't as bad for me because it was easier. I think compared to like, I think one of you was commerce and one of you was exploration, something like that. It's like you focus in a different thing. But so I, I vaguely remember it. Well, so why, I guess my question would be, why did we decide to do this as a redemption versus uh, some of the other ones? Was it, I mean, initially a game that you all were super excited about playing or you've heard really good things about it? Like, I mean, why this one? I mean, I get Great Western Trail when we did that because it was just right trying to actually play it correctly. Well, I feel like so. I mean, we've kind of done the redemption episodes. We've we've had two variants so far. Right. One variant was we played it real wrong or had a bad teach, basically, and that's why we played Great Western Trail because it took Eric and I eight hours to finish it because <laughs> we messed I messed up. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like we played a different version of the game, right. and we were wondering, okay, well, maybe the original is better. And in both cases, we've decided. No, the game just wasn't for us mm-hmm. in case of Great Western Trail and in cases and Clanks as well. It was no, the game is just not for us. Mm-hmm. So I think this kind of falls into the the vein of it's a game. And the same thing with the other two as well. Like it's a game where everybody was like, oh, man, like this game is great. And like we just didn't mm-hmm. care for it. So just trying to figure out, like, you know, fix what was wrong, either play a different version in mm-hmm. terms of Clank or play correctly in terms of Great Western Trail and now Race for the Galaxy okay. just to see like I, if it's, it's, it's going to be us. interesting uh, just if, if if we are looking at any types of product, uh, predictions just because we it, it's 15 years old uh, we've played these style of games before and they're also not necessarily sometimes some of our our favorite so it, it'll be interesting to see if if we do uh change our minds and just say it was just a really bad teach. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess the, I guess the question is, is just looking at the box, I, I suppose we still need to ask the question, would you pick it up based off the box and the description? Probably not. You know, five years ago, maybe more so at this point, probably not just again, the whole kind of empire building and space stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we start, I think in the year end review, we used to, I said, uh, if it's space, you, you say no. That is mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sticking I'm sticking with those statistics. I do enjoy a good space uh, 4X, kind of the concept behind it. But as a card game, um, I'd be less interested than like um, a game like Eclipse or Twilight Imperium. Man, that box art is um, 2005. Even as a video game box art, I'd be disappointed in this. So I don't know. I don't think I would either. I think for the same reason as Eric, like the, it just reminds me of bad video game cover art trying to put out of my mind, like actually playing it. The description just reminds me of um, Tiny Epic Galaxies, mm. which I do like, and I would just play that. Yeah, I wouldn't pick it up either. So the history of... Uh... Of ancient video games. Yes, no. Uh, so space colonies. Funny enough, there's a history section for space colonies. We think of it as something happening in the future, but obviously it's something that has been... Uh, kind of a part of human ideas uh, for a very long time and has been becoming more and more a reality, especially when you think about some of our more modern um, technology. I just I keep thinking of all the people who have recreated 
concepts for Mars, especially, right, and taking over Mars and inhabiting Mars. So this idea of having like former Earth colonies, I mean, maybe, maybe that is in our near future. Um, also, the idea of vanishing uh, alien overlords reminds me a little bit of the Assyrian Empire. And uh, when it vanished, um, Greeks later in like the, the 300 BCE um, that stumbled across its ruins were really taken back by it and thought of it as this, you know, fantastical, uh, ancient, you know, wondrous civilization, which obviously it was. It had humongous buildings and uh, controlled a vast territory with lots of resources. So it went thinking about um that type of like mentality of our right ancient ancestors in the past, we can see how people, once they have gotten their, their hands on this technology to get us into space. I mean, again, if you're a billionaire, you can apparently go on some space tours right now. Yep. So maybe getting out and creating colonies is not uh, that far uh, into the future, but really uh, some of the kind of more concrete ideas of space travel uh, began around the 15th century. Um, and uh, some of the first works produced about it uh, came out in the 17th century with the discourse concerning a new planet. Uh, and then by the 19th century, of course, with imperialism at its height, you start to see, yes, more and more, right, uh, especially British, German uh, and French ideas coming out about uh, space colonization, obviously, since many of those countries were already colonizing, right, many places on Earth, might as well, right? come up with colonizations uh, in the outer space. And then uh, it would that fascination would continue in the 1920s with kind of the futurist movements and obviously uh, really uh, take off right during the Cold War and the whole uh, space race. So, yeah, so so space colonies uh, have all kinds of different concepts uh, involved with them, all kinds of different uh, habitats uh, that have been explored as a, a theory. We're, we won't talk about the International uh, Space Station, but obviously that's kind of a current uh, iteration, if you will, of like a step getting out there. Uh, colonization of the moon really picked up in, uh, again, the 17th and then um, 17th centuries, 18th centuries, but really in that mid 20th century, right, uh, with the landing on the moon and the space race uh, and just all kinds of um, of literature coming out, the Artemis program being developed, uh, obviously, right, uh, actual things being launched into space to try to get to the moon, to uh, to settle on the moon. So maybe maybe our race for the galaxy uh, will just be an extension of human imperialism after all. Uh, and really just about the, the rich being able to, to send stuff out there and extract whatever resources they end up finding. Yeah. Great. Uh, so you guys want to know how to play? Uh, okay, so we are taking on the role of former Earth colonies that are trying to build up to be the most prosperous and powerful space empires. The game consists of a number of rounds. The rulebook says that it's typically around 7 to 11, uh, with each having five phases. 
uh, or I guess up to five phases, depending on the number of players. So uh, players collect victory points through exploration of the galaxy, developing technology, settling new worlds and consuming producing goods. The game ends when either a player reaches 12 or more face up cards in their tableau or the last victory point chip is taken. The player with the most victory points at the end is the winner. There is no first player in this game as most of the play occurs simultaneously. At the start of each round, each player will secretly select one of their action cards that is associated with the five phases, which are uh, explore, develop, settle, consume, and produce. Uh, They will then simultaneously reveal those choices, then will work through each phase in order with each player performing the phase's actions and the players who selected that phase receiving a bonus action. Any phase that we didn't pick, we skip. Uh, so not all phases. So we could play up to three phases. We could play one phase depending on which one, which ones we pick. So, uh, the phases, so explore. So each player draws two cards and then simultaneously selects which one of them to add to their hand and discarding the other face down in the center discard area. Cards perform three functions. They can be played to the player's tableau as a development or a world. They can be discarded from the hand to pay for previously mentioned developments or worlds, or they can be used as a good on a settled world. Uh, Bonus based on version of the card. So there's two versions of the card. There's one that lets you draw five additional cards. So you would draw a total of seven and choose uh, one to keep. Uh, So basically draw seven, keep one instead of draw two, keep one. Or the other version is, is they get to, you get to draw an additional card and keep an additional card. So you would draw three, keep two. All right, so that's explore. For develop, players that wish to add a development card to their tableau will place it face down. Once all players have made their choice, they will be revealed. A player may add a development card they do not intend to build by simply putting the card back in their hand without revealing it. So basically, you can pretend to develop something, um, if, even if you don't want to, just to like throw other people off. Uh, the number in the large diamond is the cost. It's paid in cards discarded from the player's hand. You may not build a development that already exists in your tableau. Developments are worth victory points at the end of the game, which is the number in the hexagon. The bonus is uh, you discard one less for payment, basically. Uh, cards may have powers which are cumulative and can modify game rules. They don't take effect in the phase they are played. Unless a power has the word may in it, it must be used. So the players are allowed to perform the power in its phase whenever they want during that phase, but cannot interrupt other powers. So essentially they're played sequentially. Okay, so that's develop. Settle, uh, similar to develop, but placing a world card instead of development. The cost is listed in the circle and is paid for with cards. Victory points are still in the hexagon next to the card cost. The bonus is, uh, so if you selected settle, you get to draw a card after you place a world. The cost area will either have a colored halo, meaning it's a windfall planet, or it will be filled in with a color, meaning it's a production planet. Windfalls provide a good uh, drawn from the draw deck and placed face down on the planet. It represents a good based on the color of the halo. So alien tech is yellow. Genes are green, rare elements are red, and uh, novelty goods are blue. And that's genes is in like genetic makeup, not genes is in like Levi's. Yeah. Um, uh, And then worlds with a red outline circle must be conquered and not settled. So the price is now its defense value, and you must have more military power in order to conquer it. And military power is granted from worlds and developments. Um, And then there's also a card in the deck that lets you pay for military worlds uh just like 
in the first way instead of like taking it over. Okay, so uh, phase four is consume. So players must use their consume power if they have any to discard goods for victory points or card draws. So like explore, the bonus is based on the version selected. So one version will let you sell a good for cards uh, before using consume powers. The number of cards drawn is based on the good type. Uh, and the player can get double the victory points they normally would when gaining victory chips that their consumed powers provide. So those are the two versions. Finally, you have produce. So players place a good on each production world that does not have a good already on it. A world can only have one good on it at a time. For the bonus, a player may produce a good on a single windfall planet that does not currently have a good on it already. Typically, windfalls just give you a single thing when you get it and nothing after that. Okay, at the end of the round, players must discard down to 10 cards. Players will then reclaim the action card they played and play goes to the next round. The game will end in the round where one or two victory conditions is met. Player places their 12th card in their tableau or a player takes the last victory point chip. The round is finished, including discarding down to 10 cards and the game is over. Players will total up their victory points from the development and world's victory point chips and may uh, in any end of game victory point bonuses, the player with the highest total is the winner. If there's a tie, then the player with the most cards in hand and goods on worlds ends. And if it's still tied, then the victory is shared. Uh, and that is all the rules. Well, let's race. We just finished a game of Race for the Galaxy. To recap, BP at the Artist Call Empire uh, had 26 points. Kiwi, the Rebel Suppression Army, <laughs> had 31 <laughs> points. I, the Geneticist, had 36 points. Although I did a lot of mining yeah. at the end, so I think I was mixed. You were mining for genes. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for them in like rocks and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really. I just sort of um, played cards. Took me about half the game to figure out what was going on, but then at that point I had uh, uh, I had a lot of good production things that gave me points for things, so I just sort of produce and consume as a good uh, you know capitalist society. Uh, and each one of the I don't know if you're catching that each I did it twice and it gave me ten points each, so that was I didn't know if that was a lot or not, but I guess it was a huge amount. Yeah. Uh, that's really all my strategy was. Yeah. And then I had Alpha Centauri, which is kind of a military planet to start with. So then I found that Galactic Imperium, which gave you bonus more military when you faced uh, military planets that had uh, Rebel in the name. So then I was and then I had one. So I was just like, I'll just keep going for those. So then I just sort of like became a military establishment. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my strategy. And then basically like get out there and get quick. I had some cards that gave me discounts for developments. And so I wanted to get those to get the Imperium since it was a more expensive one. Uh, and then I went from there. Yeah. What was your strategy, BP? Well, it was going to go for kind of the produce consume because I always feel like, right, produce supplies help you build, right, in a normal kind of game. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I ended up with the refugee world and then the plague world. And I was like, oh, yes, artist <laughs> colony, refugee world, plague world. None of them got me points, uh, but I was saving people. Your plague world did. It's kind of like a Munchausen syndrome. You were like giving them the plague so you could cure them and feel real good about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's dark. 
That's awful. <laughs> I know. I can't believe and you just yeah, went there. All right. Uh so the theme. Uh <laughs> did you feel like you were racing for the galaxy? I felt like I was racing to 12 cards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I was racing for the galaxy. I I I wanted to build an engine. Yeah, I was, I was building an engine. Um Yeah, I mean same. Was, most of the theme just came in, in the last two seconds of talking about what we were doing. I hadn't <laughs> yes. even thought about it up until that point. Yeah, I felt like if I feel like if there was a map and you were trying like uh oh, eclipse yeah. where you like actually are like you have a map trying you, you have a map, people. you're trying to spread out, you fight people, like that feels like you're trying to rule the galaxy. Yeah. This with just a tableau of cards in front of you. And some of the ones that were like technically planets, like one of my planets was rebel miners mm -hmm. so it's like well that's not really yeah. a planet but so even the race part was kind of weird it wasn't really a race to 12 you could win without i mean i won and i had 10 i think yeah so like that's yeah. not it didn't really, really even feel like a race so uh some of the card names were interesting although now i can't yeah. quite remember them but like you said plague, plague planet and and rebel basis so I, I guess there's a little bit of uh, thematic stuff there but nothing uh Nothing particularly, I guess 2007, but uh, table presence. Um, uh, speaking of uh, names of the world, I think we're like the only exciting part of even the cards. Like they were pretty generic space uh, images on the cards. And then like with the tableau, like sure, you get to see them, but they don't build anything. Yeah. And there's so many cards that you're playing face down anyway. I don't know. There's just maybe 2007. It was like nice and colorful, but there's a lot going on on no, the cards. I think even and 2007, like this art isn't great. It's pretty generic mm -hmm. sci-fi art. I don't know what is it with sci-fi games that they don't like terraforming Mars is the same generic sci-fi art. Like there's got to be good, good stuff out there. <laughs> oh, I yeah, wonder, there I wonder if, because like there's over hundred cards i wonder if there was a little bit of like let's try to go generic as possible so that we can like just get cheap Priceable. art yes. because we have to put it on a hundred cards and every card is different so like you can't reuse any of the art so know. you try to minimize the cost by i don't know i don't it's know either, card but. game yeah i mean table presence kind of i think you'd walk by it would look like somebody's playing like magic the gathering or something it's just a bunch mm. of cards laid out um mechanics kiwi uh, I liked the multi-use, like you had more than one use for cards because they were goods, they paid for stuff, mm -hmm. they were things that you want. So you, so you really had to make a decision on, you know, I want to play this card and these are cards that I don't want to. So like really early on, I played a military card and I had a card in my hand that like took away military. And I was like, well, I don't want that. So like I already knew I was going to mm -hmm. discard, discard that. that one. And I think that affected your strategy a little bit because I I, I noticed that the things that gave you military did not give you any bonuses for uh, consuming. Yep. And so like, I didn't really get a consuming power until I was all like in the last third of my tableau. Whereas you guys had consumed powers pretty early on, uh, whether or not we use them or not. I think about halfway through the game, we started doing, seeing more consume phase cards coming out. Well, until you can produce um, to a few, I don't think there's much value yeah. in consume. So, and that's the other, like, all, only one of my military worlds actually produced anything. So like, that's the other thing, like military, I, I feel like you really do have to sort of just get as many military worlds as you can and just crush it all the way to the 12th tap, like 12th card and yeah. try to just beat people that are going with a more produced consume. 
kind of strategy. Yep. Um, so I did like I did like that multi-use card, and I, I felt like because there are so many cards, and it was easy to get cards. Mm-hmm. I felt like because you could get it with settle, you could get it with bonuses, you could get it with explore. Unlike fleet, um, fleet where it was like we felt like it was impossible to get money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So at least it was easy to get cards to pay for things. I never felt like I was stuck because I didn't have cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got into the engine part. Like once I figured it out, like it was kind of fun. I was like, okay, now I can, I want five planets to produce cause I can consume five. And then like figuring out, like you said, what, what cards you, the fact that you want to play the cards and you want to use, spend the cards kind of makes it an interesting like choice there. Um, and then if you screw up, like I did like the first couple rounds, cause I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh man, I remember I had that card. Where'd that go? And I was like, oh, well, yeah. Um, so that, that was kind of, fun. I got into that. I think that's the main mechanical part. So that was fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, ha- uh, you know, three quarters of the way through, I was like, Ooh, is engine building a mechanic? Cause that's what this does. Uh, so I was kind of doing the same thing, trying to, uh, even though it wasn't listed and apparently maybe it's not a mechanic. I, I, well, I, no, I it definitely is a mechanic. It's more okay. of like so a, I, a, a arc mechanic, like a higher level, mm, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, as far as mechanics, like in, in strategy, that is something that I felt uh, as far as an empire, if we're going like an overarching theme, it definitely kind of felt that type of kind of empire. Like I just broke it down to like the normal terminology too, that we use in those kind of subtler empire building games. Like you want resources, where do you get your resources? Right. Like, so kind of taking the space theme out of it, it fit that kind of um, genre and there was the engine building mechanic in it that you want for that kind of genre. So I guess in that sense, those things kind of clicked in it. Well, one thing I liked about this style of an engine building game compared to some others is that like, I always felt like I could do something and like, mm-hmm. I always had at least some portion of engine going and maybe because of the multi cards and the fact that one person doing something triggered other people's stuff. Like mm-hmm. some of the engine builders, like, uh, space base where like you couldn't get really going or you couldn't figure it out at the start and you just never recovered. But like I always, even at the start, I was like, I feel like I'm doing something. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it felt active. Whereas I feel like some engine builders, like if you don't get it right, you feel like you're doing nothing. That yeah, pipeline, pipeline behind, was one yeah. of those, right? I had right, that stupid yeah. machine and the machine never ran and I could never afford the machine. And so I just sat and watched you guys play a game. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I did like it as a, for an engine builder. I like that. It kind of, I never felt like lost or out of it or anything. So it, it may just be luck that I got it right, but I've, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, no, no, he like, was yeah. fe- feeling the same way that he always had options. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But going to rules, cause this could be my other point. Um, and it kind of mm. falls under both is man. There are a lot of symbols and a lot of yep. things. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I forgot half of my cards half of the time. I think you guys did too. I know Kiwi mentioned it a couple yeah. times of like, oh yeah, I forgot I had this power that let, reduced this one by one and let me do this. And it's just a lot. Yeah. I feel like there's probably some ways to like keep track of it better. Um, and like, I don't know about physics. Like I'm trying to think back to when we played it at Gen Con. I feel like the people that were playing were like, so not necessarily heavy handed, but the fact that they were just like smashing us. Mm-hmm. Um 
I felt like at least we weren't like we were all just kind of going through it together. And that helped. I did feel like like when I read the rules and created the the, you know, the rules um, wasn't really a summary, but the outline. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like when I read it and did that summary, I was like, why did we struggle so bad? Like, this isn't really that hard of a concept. Uh, and like, I think I can teach this to make it make sense. And I feel like it, it I, you know, Eric mentioned it. It took him a little bit to like kind of understand. I think those first couple of rounds. Oh, was, yeah. You know, I definitely had to say like, OK, now everybody gets to do this and these people get bonuses. And I think I did that throughout the whole game. But I felt like towards the end, you guys were kind of had a better. And once we played all the phases, yeah, I think that I think we key. did all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think yeah. by, by the halfway point, I was or ish. I think I was getting it, which is normal for an engine builder. Like the thing with an engine, you start with nothing. So you have no idea what to do. But then as you get a few pieces in place, it gives you a direction and then it kind of makes sense. So, like, I think it's any engine builder is going to be a rough one to teach to start because people are just going to be very confused until it clicked. I think the first time we played it never clicked. Mm-hmm. We ended the game and I still had no idea what happened. And, and the the rule book does actually have like mm-hmm. a, one of the things that you can do is there are hands that you can create that uh, are built for each of the starting planets. Mm-hmm. So like if you get Alpha Centauri, you start with these six cards. Mm-hmm. If you get Old Earth, you start with these six cards. And so that it kind of cool. gives you a better like it, it's supposed to be more of like a tutorial-esque style. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell you how to play it. It just gives you cards that synergize well with your starting planet. Um, And that and that option is built into the game. That's the hard thing is if you, you know, if I'm playing a trade planet and I get all military cards to start, I might be real confused as to what to do. Right. So I think that would help there. But even then, like, I I think it was fine. I think the harder part is just all of the symbols and all of the texts and all of the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. different actions that can apply to different things. That was the hardest thing to comprehend. And I don't think there's a way to teach that. So yeah. I think it's just something you got to, it's just one of those games you have to play it and hope for the best. Well, okay. So I'm going to then bring this back. Uh, I still felt, and I, Eric, you kind of alluded to this with all that's going on on the cards. And yes, so it's an engine builder. So I think one, we've had five years of gaming experience since the first time we were introduced to this. And I, going back to our Gen Con episode this year, where I feel like Kate and I really started to explore the idea of the first time you learn something, uh, you have that kind of environment brought into it. And it was definitely right, like one of those teaches where it just like left a really sour right uh, impression. Um, and I feel like Mandy and Suzanne brought this up on a recent episode that they did on Dice Tower as well, right? Like the atmosphere in which you learn something can kind of shape your idea of going back to the game. So this is a redemption. So we're kind of revisiting those ideas. I still experienced I that kind of level of frustration. And I feel like Kiwi was kind of getting frustrated with like, at the beginning, um, I think we are more adept at players now, uh, all of us. And I definitely feel like I've, I've come a long way. <laughs> I, and so I started to figure out the engine building of it. But there's just, again, there's still 
so many rules. There's so much going on on the cards. Like this is not a game I would ever like tell somebody who is like being introduced to gaming almost as we were at our very first Gen Con in 2017 and be like, here, sit down and play this game. Like it is not... Um, it is not that it is definitely one that needs some more experience with mechanics, with, uh, ideas of, again, engine building to be under, to, able to understand what you're going to be doing. I disagree. I think it just depends on the teach. Ooh. I really do. Okay. Yeah. So you're a fantastic teacher. Well, I don't know about that. I think, it, <laughs> I think having gamed for as long as we have, and we definitely haven't gamed as long as some people, Sure. but having game for a long time, I think it's certainly easier to teach it to like us yeah but we'll i pick it up feel quicker. like yeah we'll pick it up quicker I, I feel like if your teach is correct you can teach this game and play it with people and i think people can play it as a first game it is certainly not a game that i would use as a first game i would pick a gateway some, game yeah I, I would certainly pick something else but uh, i think you could do it yeah, I think you just have to. Have you patience. could do it. I don't know that yeah, I could just, do it. Just not right. with those people that taught us. <laughs> I think the funny thing is they didn't have much patience with us, and then they wanted to play the game. Yeah, and I think that that was where the big the big issue came in. Uh, player interaction, not a super interactive mm -hmm. game. Like I said, I didn't really pay too much attention to what you guys were doing. It does like the whole one person playing an action. I, I guess Kiwi maybe was trying to like predict what we were doing, but. Not very well. Yeah, I, I don't think I, ever, I, think I don't think I ever got it right. Too unreliable to kind of even worry that way. I think if you want to do a consume, you need to play a consume. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think it's just like a, a nice bonus when somebody plays an explorer and you get a card along the way. But mm -hmm. I don't think you really. Yeah, predict yeah. It. I mean, I definitely, I definitely played cards that I they 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 were things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever thought about oh, I'm not going to play that card because I think so, somebody so else wants to it. do it. But I did play some cards like I there was the, the an explore and a settle. And that, that's what I was trying to decide between. And BP had said, oh, I need more cards. I was like, OK, so maybe she'll explore. So I'll settle this time. Mm. But I could have gone either way, like personally. Yeah, you kind of just hope. And for I was it. fine. Yeah, I was hoping yeah, for I, it. I did that a couple um, times, yeah. too. But I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't like studying your board to try to figure out what you would do. Again, it's just yeah, too much. I wasn't. I think I was more familiar with BP's board just because I was doing like mm -hmm. on tabletop simulator, <laughs> the movements of stuff. Yeah. So. Me out. All right. Uh, so final question, Kiwi, did it achieve redemption? So I would play it again. I had a better time with it this time than last time. I'm going to be, I'm going to guess that both of you guys are going to say no uh, because of the style of game it is. I think this more closely resembles something like Terraforming Mars, which neither one of you guys liked and I enjoyed. Um, so I would say, yes, I would play it again. It is not something I would add to the collection. I feel like Tiny Epic Galaxies does a very similar thing and it feels more thematic because there are planets that you're traveling to. Mm -hmm. You're sending out different rockets to explore and things like that. Uh, so I think I would play that instead. And it has a slightly cooler table presence. Eric, you made sound. Because uh, you mentioned Terraforming Mars. Um, mm -hmm. I I would say in terms of redemption, I would say it's redeemed. I, I get the game now. I see the appeal. Mm. I, I, I play it again. Probably not because of what Kiwi said. It's not really my style. I, I mm -hmm. liked a lot of the mechanics of it. I can see the creativity, but I just feel like there's better kind of games that capture mm -hmm. that now. I do not. I, I think it avoids the issues that terraforming mars fleet space base have which is that 
if you don't get going, you accomplish nothing and you watch somebody else play a game. Like I didn't, I don't think that happens in this game. pipeline. Pipeline. Yeah. It's like, those are the bad engine builders to me in which like you try to build an engine and if you succeed, it's, it's awesome. And if you don't, you have wasted your entire time. I think it dodges that. So I, I, it, it makes me like this game more just because it's well-designed because of that. So style of game. I don't know. I obviously I like a little bit more interaction. I like a little bit more theme, but it's not bad. And I, I, so I think it's redeemed at least. I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to round that out with it has redeemed. Um, so I, I don't know if that's a tracker that we're. Uh, so it's not. However, it I can first. say that the other two were not redeemed. This okay. one was the first one that's been redeemed. So we can honestly then say, according to our statistics and our experience, it was a very bad teach in the beginning. Yes, for sure. However, I am also along with Eric because we tend to have some similar tastes. Um, where again, I did feel I was getting used to it, engine building, but there are so many other better engine building games that have better themes, better art, better, uh, interaction. Um, yep. Wingspan. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I love that game. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be a no on playing it again, but, um, I, I am glad that Kiwi got the opportunity to teach this to us. Yeah. No, but I, I think Eric, like we've played games where we've it's been we've been like, oh, this game just wasn't for us. Mm-hmm. But we understand why people get it. And now that we've had a better play and a better teach, like I would play it again. Um, I don't think I'm going to search it out. Mm-hmm. But if somebody brought it out, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'll join in on that. Yep. This um, is. I think there's a really good app for this one. If you want to like a solo play. Ooh, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. <laughs> I, and I'd almost be more inclined to do that because like this feels like a like a game I could almost play solo. If I'm going to sit down, I also, I just want a good space game that makes me feel like I'm in space. I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to play two more today that aren't going to feel like space. And I'm going to be real sad at the end of this day. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that was Race for the Galaxy. If you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, or if you have a recommendation for the 2022 Redemption episode, because you are a fervent listener, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can send us an email at firstturntabletop at Gmail and Twitter, Instagram. We are at First Turncast. And the podcasting camel says as he is in his little spaceship getting ready to go, obviously, to the artist colony because he is very artistic. He is so creative. And he says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. And we look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. I um, I want to go ahead and settle uh, the plague world. Okay, yeah. that's a choice. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly a choice. Uh, so I have to... I now have minus one military power. I have minus two. Two of us are pieces. Uh, One of us is an asshole. Right? Uh, And then reveal or put it back in your hand. Ah, I've tricked you. I'm putting it back in my hand. (laughs) 